everybody. Welcome back. We are here on the Young Entrepreneurs Podcast, episode four. Oh man, we're coming in hot now. This is good stuff. I'm excited. I have a very, very special guest on today with me, a good friend, a man with an amazing voice and an incredible talent for music and uh, someone that I consider a a constituent, someone I consider a a truly good friend, partner, business, you know, business networking uh, guru, if you will. David Wilmer, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today, man. I'm excited to talk to you about your entrepreneurial journey. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here with you today. Absolutely, man. Thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know how busy you are. I know what it takes to get a guy like you uh, an hour away from your day. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I do so little. I could have just hang out every week. No, this guy is famous. (laughs) David is like a... Famous in the community, he's a community leader. I consider you to be a community leader. Thank you. You're doing so much in in the Naperville community in particular, and not only that, surrounding communities as well. In Chicago, I think, in general, you've uh, you've been able to touch many people, touch many lives, and uh, you've been doing it through your music, through your passion, through your skill, and I, I value that. I love it. So, uh, David, you're a graduate from University of Illinois, or Urbana, right? Urbana. That's how you pronounce Sh- it? Urbana Champagne. Champagne. There you go. Yes, big indeed. Big deal. Big deal. So indeed. you graduated from Urbana, uh, for U- from U of I Urbana, pre-med. Yes. So I didn't know this before we I started this. I just surprised you with this mere moments before we uh, hit record. I want to start right with that. Sure. I want to start with... I mean, you're doing something completely different. Now. I am. Yeah. You are a musician. You're. You've been playing in bands for over 20 years. You've been yep. making your own music. Mm-hmm. You've been producing as well. Absolutely. And I noticed on your website you have the Master of Ceremonies. Yes. So I love that because that's really it, it depicts who you are and what you do in your business. Is you you know you draw that attention. You bring mm-hmm. get crowds excited and especially you know with when you start to sing and things like that. Well, thank you. Obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean pre med. That's a whole nother area. So. Explain that a little bit. So what sure. happened there? What, when you started right. pre-med and why so, you didn't go through with that? <laughs> okay, so um, let's travel back in time a little bit. I, uh, I Going through school was always... Uh, was, I, I'll just say it out. I'll just say it. I was a very smart kid. I was, yeah. I was a little ahead of the game. I, okay. skipped, I skipped a year in wow. uh, in elementary school, which set me off on an interesting path of always being the young kid who was ahead of his grade. Um, I, I, you know, I graduated high school at sixteen. What? Wow! Uh, from a very competitive, awesome high school, in fact, Adlai Stevenson High School. Oh yeah, in, absolutely in Lincolnshire, and um, and I was I was just sixteen years old when I graduated and. Um, one of the things wow. that happens when you're a super smart little boy, um, people start telling you, oh, you're going to be a doctor someday. In fact, there was that wonderful TV show that gave me a nickname that I heard constantly, Doogie Hauser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. David Doogie Hauser. Like, oh, I, wow. I heard that all the time because, you know. You know, just being the little kid who's, and I was, you know, I was always the, for a long time, I was the shortest kid in the class. So, yeah. it, you know, it was definitely like he was, you know, he, me, my younger <laughs> self, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was in all the honors classes and um, I was kind of given this kind of path is like, you know, Hey, you're so smart. You can, you're going to be the, a doctor or a lawyer or whatever you want. And, oh, yeah. and truth be told, um, yeah, I had, you know, one of the cool things about 
having the great options available to you and being raised in a family where I truly believed you could be whatever you wanted as long as you were a high-end professional yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is that, uh, you know, you kind of get set on that path. Um, my family and I were in a car accident when oh, I was wow. 15 years old and my dad broke his neck wow. and uh, he ended up having a uh, spinal fusion surgery that yep. saved him from becoming a quadriplegic. And uh, after a long bout of rehab, he is, uh, you know, made a, a miraculous recovery. But I remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, doctors did that and <laughs> saved my dad's life, basically. And I said, I want to be that someday. I want to be a surgeon. I'm going to go and study that. That's and a good reason to do so. Yeah. Absolutely. I also had a really great high school teacher back at Stevenson mm -hmm. uh, who was my chemistry teacher and he made chemistry uh, into quite literally in my mind the most fascinating subject in the world. That's hard to do. Most people were like, ugh, yeah. chemistry. Ugh. I freaking loved it and That's I awesome. was like, more so than anything in college, like the weird thing is I was like, I don't want to do biology pre-med, I'm going to do chemistry pre-med. And then because I of that influence because of that influence from wow. that guy from that wonderful teacher his name's uh mr yurik i'll remember shout him out yeah shout out i wonder if he's still over now there. he's retired many years now <laughs> but uh, he was wonderful um yeah i eventually decided that uh well let's let's take a step back um all along the way okay. i have been a musician oh okay. it wasn't like i accidentally said man this i I'm not smart enough to cut it as pre-med. Yeah. What's my fallback? <laughs> yeah, that's like, a that's a complete no, I, shift right there. <laughs> I was I was I was involved in music from the time I was born wow, basically. Okay. I was born into a family lineage of musicians. Gotcha. I have been playing piano since before I have conscious memory of it. Wow. Like I, I was, I've been told I started playing when I was about three years old. Wow, that's awesome. Um, my grandmother was my music teacher. She was a concert symphony pianist with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Wow, okay. My grandfather. So you had some really yeah. good uh, influences. My grandfather was a musical theater actor who became a cantorial soloist and wow. uh, a cantor at one of the uh, most um, uh, largest congregation temples in the uh, north shore of of uh, chicago wow and um my my aunt was a was a dancer before she ended up getting married and having a family mm -hmm. my mother was a uh, professional singer guitarist who then became a music teacher for the next 40 years of her life and wow and, and retired uh about uh, 10 years ago when she discovered she was going to become a grandmother to my uh, wow. to my son um so, so yes, music's in the family. I should yeah. say my sister was on Broadway for wow. years and years That's and years. Nuts. So it's the it wasn't a big transition. Yeah. Music was a part of my life and what I was doing constantly as a sideline mm -hmm. to all these high-end academic things that I had set forth as my goals. Absolutely. Um, when I got to University of Illinois, I had the wonderful fortune of... Uh, getting accepted into the the top men's choir in the school where okay. I met a bunch of guys who were looking to put together a uh, an acapella ensemble and they uh, they became more than just singers that I hung out with they became my fraternity and my brotherhood that 
experience. The name of the group is called the Extension Chords. Oh, nice. That group is still active and doing wonderfully really? down at U of I. Beautiful. All these years later, we basically, you know, they, they had been around for a semester before I showed up as a 17-year-old freshman. Wow. And, That's uh, insane. And over my four years from freshman year to senior year, that took over the uh, my entire life wow. like it became very obvious to me that while i had the mind for medicine mm -hmm. i did not have the heart and passion to go forward with that um i graduated and got my degree mm -hmm. and uh, i have my my diploma that says bachelor of science pre-medicine <laughs> curriculum but i majored in singing in wow all ways and shapes and forms, except for the fact that I did not study singing in there. <laughs> you didn't have it, to. It was you had my, it. Yeah, like yeah. We, we built that little ensemble mm -hmm. from, we did a, our first end of semester show was at the end of my first semester freshman year. We had about 25 people in a coffee house. I think about 12 of those 25 people were related to the guys that were singing. Wow, like nuts. my mom and dad and sister came yeah, to the yeah, show, of course. right? So cousins, yeah, brother maybe. Whatever, <laughs> right. Um my spring of my senior year we sold 1750 seats at the largest auditorium on campus. Holy cow, that is insane. That's a feat that has never been repeated by any iteration of that group in the 20 plus years since. So you really grew this this we, ensemble. Yeah, I mean, we that, grew it like crazy. And then, you know I want to I want to talk on that a little bit as far as uh, from my perception. That seems like it would be like the start of entrepreneurship. Yeah. The start of that journey. Would you say that that is 100%. Yeah. 100 and that's why I bring it up and I spent I, want, I wanted to put that out there Absolutely. and spend time talking about it because it was more than just a really fun collegiate experience. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't just ticket sales. Like we recorded two albums. Wow. Um, we sold the albums. I helped produce huh. on them. I was writing arrangements for it. We as a group were writing comedy sketches and doing choreography and we were selling um, our services is like, hey, we'll come and we'll sing at a corporate event or um, like it got to the point where it wasn't just one show at the end of the semester in the fall and one show at the end of the semester in the spring. It was like, we're doing paid gigs once every week or two yeah. all semester long. That's, that's insane. And that's a business. That's it a was very well-run It was a business machine right there. It was. Yeah. And I, and, and I, I I'm not going to take full credit for it by any means. The guys that I was with who are still to this day, some of my best friends in the whole world. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we had a truly, serendipitous uh combination of talents and and business acumen at a young age you know i i graduated at just 20 years old wow yeah and earlier uh, than everyone most, most yeah of your class, oh exactly sure. and like a lot of my friends who are of my you know same year or graduating you know they were 22 23 years old mm -hmm. which is awesome and um but i mean age not being a factor in it at all like it, it's such a with limited experience just being college kids mm -hmm. we created something amazing that has now endured and it's still happening absolutely it's Which still is the happening. best part i think absolutely yeah, yeah we have a, a a burgeoning alumni group that builds every single single year so uh, we actually started giving each other uh, numbers so that we could keep track of all the guys that have been in and out of that group over the years wow. i my official number is number seven that's like I'm, the original how many numbers does it go up to now uh, I, I don't i i want to 
say we're in the 150s now. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. So like the young freshmen that just have yeah. made the group this past year, I want to say they're in the 150s, give or take. Interesting. And uh, yeah, and it's great. And we, uh, it's it's a beautiful thing to say that you've left a legacy Absolutely. behind at a campus of 36,000 students where it's really hard to make your mark. 100%. Yeah, I mean, we've made our mark. That's a huge school. I yeah. mean, you're talking about class, they weren't classrooms, they were lecture Auditoriums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, you're yeah. talking about tons of students, tons mm-hmm. of a very competitive school as well. You Absolutely, know? yeah. But to be able to do that is yeah. incredible. That is amazing to Thank be able you. to take something that started from nothing essentially mm-hmm. and turn it into something now that's still being practiced, Absolutely. still being looked at. Yeah. That's fascinating. Uh, my next question for you d- goes right into kind of tying back into the pre med, though, or going yeah. to med sure. school. Obviously, you, you chose a different path. I did. And I think that's what entrepreneurship is all about. It's about finding yourself, you know, finding what you're passionate about. It may not be the perfect, you know, well-suited position that you were always dreaming of or that your parents always wanted you to do. Absolutely. But, you know, we find ourselves, obviously, in this journey finding who we really are and what we're really passionate about. Yeah. Now, would you say being in pre-med school and going for that initial major and then obviously in school discovering that you're really passionate about music and singing, would you say that pre-med and that schooling contributed at all towards that business acumen you speak on or like that that <laughs> bit of experience, would, if you will, or was it like day and night type of, of training? I would say that I have used... Zero percent of wow. my pre-med knowledge in my music career ever since. Huh. Business career in it, general, like business-wise. No, like wow. they ta- I they taught me anatomy and organic chemistry, yep. and um, I, I had to take physics and math, and that had no relation to the real world of the business that I went on to. Absolutely, and yeah. um, and but what it did teach me is ways to challenge your mind challenge your mind and problem solve and and while i will what it made me realize is that i was going to have to take responsibility for my own education from this point forward that i was not going to get handed a textbook on how to build uh, a successful touring band. Yeah. I was going to have to learn that on my own. Absolutely. Um, I did not go to school for web design, but I became a web designer. Yep. Uh, I did not go to school for audio engineering, but I have become an audio engineer. Absolutely. Uh, I did not. St- I, I actually I took one semester of recording arts because it was just really fun. Yeah. Um, and I have become a recording engineer. Wow. Like I have. I'm a firm believer in learning doesn't end the day you get your diploma. Absolutely. Learning continues your entire life, and I hope I am learning things on the day before I exit this world. Absolutely. I will never know everything is not possible, and I want to soak up as much knowledge as I can at all times. 100%. And uh, and I think um, the the whole transition from pre-med to music... I don't. I don't think it's that big a transition, mm-hmm. really. And this is getting a li- maybe a little, a go little deep, out, a deep. little deep. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I will say that I, I really believe that um, music is math, and science is math, and art, and it's and all of the things that are involved there. It's all interrelated. Mm-hmm. You are creating neural pathways in your mind that set you up for success in the most 
completely related ways, even though you weren't expecting that they were related. I think that's why I am a massive proponent for music education for kids. Absolutely. I think that it makes them smarter across the board in all of the, um, you know, people, they, they talk about uh, STEM subjects, science, technology, engineering, math. Yeah. Well, these days they start adding an A to that acronym. Mm. It's STEAM, Steam I was right? Say, you add in the word, a, you know, the arts for yeah. the A, right? The arts make you smarter at science, technology, engineering, and math simply because you're building those pathways. Absolutely. And um, I fully contribute my musical upbringing from the time I was, you know, basically born yeah, yeah. <laughs> as part of the reason why science and math came so second nature to me. Yeah. It, I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to, build new pathways those pathways were already there absolutely. and i was just using them in a different way absolutely and that, yeah that's amazing that's exactly what you've done you've taken something that you know a value or d a discipline right yeah. that you're able to apply now to what you're truly passionate about yeah thanks but that's yeah, fascinating i mean it's fascinating what you've done just hearing that story alone is is awesome uh, i think that a lot of other entrepreneurs have probably have similar similar situations or similar you know stories to that in the sense that yeah. you know we're constantly trying to find ourselves we're i i look at it lifelong learning you absolutely know, that's really what it boils down to and like you said not having to go to school to learn audio engineering or production things like that i mean that just shows your spirit, you know, and that's what I think what it takes to be an entrepreneur yeah. and be successful is to understand that and just say, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes. You know, I don't have to buy the textbook. I don't have to take the fancy course and get a, a, a diploma per se, but I'm going to get out there and I'm going to learn. Real world experience. Exactly. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, your public library. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll, a, that'll work wonders. You'd be surprised at what you can find there. Absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's go into your business a little bit. Sure. So you went to pre-med school and U of I so, yeah, so came we, out of there with... Uh, so I had my big uh, fancy piece of paper yeah, that yeah. I hung on the wall and did nothing with. No one has ever in my life asked me for proof of my college degree because I didn't need it. Um, I had the wonderful opportunity arise shortly after graduation. I was... Um, I was still down at at, uh, at campus working on producing the second of my group's uh, two albums that I spoke of earlier, and um, an established group based in Chicago um, called me up and they said, "We heard about you. We got your name from a few different uh, sources that says you're kind of the the hot guy right now in the uh, in the music field coming out of college. Kind of like that girl uh, at Starbucks that one day when oh, we said <laughs> I had to bring it up. I'm you're, sorry. <laughs> you're, you're going off on tangents, buddy. No, it's all right. We'll get to Starbucks later. <laughs> we'll tell you guys about yeah, that in that's a minute. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, no, they, they, they said we got your name as, uh, you know, would you be interested in not just uh, becoming a professional singer with our with our group, mm -hmm. but would you be interested in, in taking it over? You know, wow. the leader of the band, uh, a lot of people don't think about this, but most bands are owned by one of the members of the band if it's not a partnership and it's co-owned by everyone. In this case, it was owned by one particular guy and he was looking at stepping down and wanted it to continue on as a le his own legacy absolutely but wanted to find the right young guy to come in and take over his position wow. and carry it on in perpetuity and they got my name and uh i i, I just knew 
I just I was like, yeah, this this is this is my path. It's exactly what I want to do. This 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 is going to allow me to do everything that I have been doing as my sideline mm-hmm. at in my college career as my profession. And Absolutely. I'm going to do shows and I'm going to do recording and I'm going to do event production and all the things that I loved the most about my uh, extracurricular world was now going to become my actual real world. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm in. That's fascinating. And um, it took an investment on my part. It wasn't they didn't just hand it to me. It was a business deal. Of course. Yeah. Um, I was only I mentioned I graduated college at 20. Yeah. So I was too young to go into the bank and yeah, ask yeah. him for $20,000 straight up. Uh, thankfully, my dad understood what I was doing and he co-signed the loan. Wow. Um, it took me one year to pay back the entire $20,000 wow. that I took out plus uh, plus more. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, um, and it was, uh, it was an incredible experience. I, we, um, my, uh, it was a professional acapella group. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people today know uh, some of the great groups that are out there like uh, Pentatonix mm-hmm. or Straight No Chaser. Yeah. Uh, think the precursor to, to groups like that. I was doing that in the late 90s and early 2000s. The name of the group was called Blind Man's Bluff. Mm, okay. And we were on national tour for six years. Wow. And uh, that was my uh, post-collegiate uh, entrance into the music business world. Wow. I was the, uh, I was the owner director business manager of that band and that's awesome that's uh, I, incredible i did it from the from age 20 to 26 wow okay so six years managing that group essentially yeah. i mean that's amazing too because a lot of people i feel like especially in arts and music and things like that it, they have a hard time wrapping their head around the business side of this I, I matt you're so right and i have to say that i really credit that simple fact to the reason why my career has been as successful as it is because I have the rare, I call it rare, I think it is, I have a combination of artistic sensibility and business acumen. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to say I've, I've been great at it out the gate. I had to learn mm-hmm. that side of things, but it came to me naturally. Yeah. And I think I want to... I credited my my mother's side of the family with the artistic lineage. Um, I'm going to credit my dad uh, now. I mean, he's the businessman. He's the technology guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that from him. Yeah. And I use that just as much as I use the artistic side of things. And it's that synergy of those two sides that has allowed me to stay relevant in the music business and continually reinvent myself as needed as my career has progressed, you know, when I was 26 and said, I am done being on national tour, I need to find something new and find new challenges. And uh, I fearlessly said, okay, I'm going to let go of the one thing I've loved the most more than anything in the world. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fascinating what you did with that group and everything. I mean, like I said, it's a business and it's cool how you, you, you applied that acumen that you learned from your dad. And, and I think it's just fascinating being able to use those two skill sets in general, understanding, like I have this piece of me that came from, you know, one side of my parenting and I have another piece that came from another and you combine the two to make it a success essentially. Absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of uh, business people and entrepreneurs should really grasp in general is, is 
mixing the skills, mixing the different levels of entrepreneurship, whether it's the creative side or the business side or the finance side or whatever it is, kind of mixing those skills and mixing those tasks and and being able to be multifaceted and um, well-rounded, I guess. Absolutely. And I I think therein lies a major problem with a lot of people that try to go the entrepreneurial route is Mm -hmm. that they love the doing of their craft, whether, you know, they own, you know, let's say they own a bakery. I'm just making stuff up so that yeah. it's as far afield from the entertainment business yeah, as yeah. we get it. So they own a bakery, right? Uh-huh. And they love making cookies. Yeah. And they want to make cookies like crazy, but they don't love the setting up a storefront yeah. and or selling selling those yeah. cookies and advertising their skills as a baker. And yeah. there are so many things that go into true entrepreneurship that I I, I firmly believe that you have to love all of it if you want to be successful at it, or you have to be willing to outsource those things. And outsource is a code word for pay yes. other people <laughs> lots of your income. I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> to do those things for you. Yeah. Um, I was, when I first started in my journey as a music businessman, mm-hmm. I was paying everyone else to do everything for me. Yeah. Um, I made it my secondary passion, which has kind of turned into my primary passion now, mm-hmm. of learning all of those facets. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to pay a marketing guy if I can learn marketing. Absolutely. I don't need to give away a giant chunk of change to an agent if I can become an awesome agent yes. and I can sell to venues. Absolutely. I want to learn how to be the recording engineer. Yeah. You know, I so therein lies the journey to all those facets was just a, a partially me being like, I'm giving away all my money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, need yeah. I should probably learn some of this stuff. Absolutely. And then discovering along the way that I loved doing those yeah. things as well. And uh, that's that's a one a key advice that I give to any entrepreneur is love all of the facets of what you need to do to be successful, Absolutely. including the sales and marketing, yeah. because without that, you got nothing. Yeah. Nobody gets paid until something gets sold. Amen. So uh, you definitely want to learn those skills and be good at them in order to to spread your craft, spread what you love so much. You know, exactly. there's, you're not going to get it out there unless you're out, you know, you're out making moves and talking to people and getting yourself uh, branded, if you will. Exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, that's really exciting stuff. So so what you did with this other group, you you basically bought in, you know, you've you bought a business. Yeah. Essentially, that was your first business you ever bought. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, blood, sweat and tears, money, you know, outsourcing, like you said, yeah. and figuring things out. You're now at a place now where you've learned a lot. Um, you've gained a lot of knowledge and yeah. you're still doing it. This, you know, something very similar. I want to talk absolutely. a little bit about your net, your new, your new venture, which is the four C notes. And oh, I know I, I looked you guys up. <laughs> you guys have a lot of shows coming up over the summer. We do. Yeah. Really excited. I definitely want to check a couple of those out you and should. Come see you perform, listen to your voice. I, I've heard amazing things. You have yet to, to show me anything, but we'll see. Hopefully I can pull <laughs> it out of you in this podcast. We'll, but, see. we'll see. <laughs> but, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the four C notes and uh, the relationship to your previous group and kind of how that plays into your story. Yeah. So um, first of all, I want to just say off the bat, the four C notes, I have no ownership in that one. It's Mm -hmm. not my creation. This is um, that this is the brainchild of uh, one of my dear friends. His name is John Michael Coppola. John uh, is wonderfully uh, 
uh, known around Chicago as, from not just the four C notes, but also as as one of the uh, his starring role in Jersey Boys, oh, the that's musical. Right. Yes, yes. And uh, John uh, John filled in as the uh, lead character Frankie Valli in wow. in Jersey Boys back during its its run here in Chicago. Is that where he got his his fame or name? Or well, yeah, that he built his name from that, yeah. and also it was through that that he was contacted to continue that music after the show closed in Chicago. Awesome. Um, he was able to gather some of the musicians with whom he had worked with in the musical, but he also had to recast some of the other singers, the other okay. uh, seasons yeah. of the four seasons that the four <laughs> C notes are representing. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just put this out there. So the four C notes are a tribute band recreating the music of Frankie Valley in the four seasons. So it's gotcha. very much like the music from the show Jersey boys, mm-hmm. but a lot deeper, a lot more cuts and uh, take out all the acting scenes and all the extraneous stuff and just focus right in on all the great music of yeah. uh of the four seasons from the 1960s and 70s awesome and such, so, so it really highlights the musical aspect absolutely of it. less yeah. of the theater playwright aspect yeah yeah and we do tell some stories along the way and uh and whatnot but uh i tell you what so i got, had the, the great opportunity to see the show when it was uh-huh. in chicago and and just fell in love i loved that show yeah i was like man i don't do musical theater but if i ever did yeah. <laughs> i would want to do that show That's because awesome. it's at its heart is um it's a guy group. It's yeah. it's the relationship of the four guys, and I felt like you know, in some ways, I had lived that. Yes. Oh and, yeah, from and, your college and, years. Well, more in college years and my professional experience in Blind okay. Man's Bluff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had several other bands that I've been in along the way, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've you know I've been doing that pretty much nonstop yeah. since. Uh, it's like a piece you know. of your story, essentially. Absolutely. So, as it turns out. Um, for the past, uh, I guess, nine years now, mm-hmm. every November, I am part of a group called the Caroling Party. Okay. The Caroling Party is a uh, professional Christmas caroling ensemble. Wow, okay. And we spread holiday cheer uh, for the month of December. Basically, in November, we do rehearsals, and then okay. December, we go out and we perform our butts off. Where, and, where do you, prof- are you like, guys performing? Seriously, at... A lot of private events, country clubs, okay. and but I mean, like you know, the tree lighting ceremony at oh, Macy's, wow. and like lots, lots of cool stuff. Absolutely. It's actually a sixty-person ensemble, wow. six, uh, fifteen members uh, of each voice part: soprano, alto, tenor, bass. I'm okay. one of the, one of the tenors, mm-hmm. and um, through that, I happened to meet one of the new tenors about. Five years ago, I guess, five, six years ago was John Michael Coppola. Oh, wow. And we did a show together and he's like, man, you, you got, you're really cool. There's the connection. Do you, do you, do you like the four seasons? And I'm like, oh my God, I love them. <laughs> it's like, we should talk. And, That's uh, awesome. wow. and so for just over five years now, I have been part of the, uh, the four C notes and getting to, uh, <laughs> Release my inner Jersey boy. Yeah. And, uh, do, I, I would say that in addition to the great music, it's a, a wonderful stage show, fabulous choreography that John Absolutely. has put together. That I I would say challenges me more than any of the music ever has. Just really? being able to dance and sing together. Absolutely. Through this whole show. And um, it's, it's really been wonderful watching the group grow from doing a few uh, private events here and there um, to a jam-packed schedule 
all summer long in the Chicagoland area, plus touring in this just this fall. We'll be going to Minneapolis and to Texas and to California, wow. and it's uh, it's 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 a, a really really wonderful experience that I'm very proud to be part of, and um, you know it's one of again it's, it's I, I, I keep many plates spinning in the air, as we say in yeah, the business, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, it's not what I'm, do, I wouldn't say I do it full time. Yeah. Uh, I, I love doing that show and uh, I, I hope that uh, I'll be able to continue doing that for uh, years to come because it's a blast. So Seems everyone like check it out. The four, F-O-U-R-C, notes.com. <laughs> you can check it out on your website too, right? It's Absolutely. I have links to it on www.davidwilmer.com. There you go. Go in there. That's where I found out all Thank the information you. I needed to know. Yeah, really excited about all the upcoming shows. I'm excited to check, check yeah, it out. Yeah, we got a big sure. one coming up in just about, a, what is it, like a, a week and a half. We're um, going to be launching the summer season over at Rosemont's um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parkway Bank Amphitheater, which is, uh, if everyone knows, the brand new yeah. kind of... Uh, restaurant and fun area yeah, convention across, center yeah like deal. right across the way from o'hare yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so on the east side of 294 there at belmoral it's uh nice. so three thousand of our closest friends will get to hear that show awesome I'm pretty sure they're doing fireworks afterwards Ooh. as well so we'll see that's a great venue that's going to be an amazing venue. amazing event thank you sure. yeah I, ha- I might have to check that you, one out in particular I'll tell you what, it's good <laughs> those uh, those naper villains who don't like to drive all the way the you know half yeah, an hour yeah. up there we will be playing at naper settlement perfect uh, there we go. The, over the summer. I want to say that's first weekend of August. Nice. Yeah. And the full lineup's online. So Absolutely. If you need any information, definitely go check it out. He's got the full lineup online on his website. It's his name, davidwilner.com. Couldn't get much better than that, right? It's pretty easy, right? <laughs> Straight to the point. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much on your background, so much on, on where you came from. And um, it's really fascinating the different ventures that you've been a part of and how you're still, you know, multifaceted and diverse in, in what you're doing with business. You know, you're not just out there uh, doing the DJing and performing for private events, but you're also part of these big groups. You're part of these big organizations that are not only influential for your business, but influential for the community, the art community, the music community, all of it. And I think that, would you say that being a part of the the community and, and being really well involved in what's going on in music and things like that are a big part of your success as far as business goes? Absolutely. I, I appreciate you saying so. And yeah, that's by design. Yep. Like, um, I, uh, one of the things that I actively have tried to do is to be as involved in my niche market and my, you know, I, I, I would say more than anything, I'm known as an expert in vocal harmony. Okay. And I, you know, whether it's acapella music or like the four C notes doing vocal harmony with a band backing you up, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, there's, there's, uh, people love that, that style of music and to be able to be out there producing events, um, that, that, uh, can, that can showcase that wonderful synergy of the human voice Absolutely. is one of the things that I love the most. I have, for the past three years, I have had the honor of being the executive producer of the Chicago Harmony Sweepstakes. That is a uh, huge national talent competition geared around vocal harmony ensembles. Um, many of our listeners may be familiar with a TV show that was on NBC uh, for several years called The Sing-Off. The yeah. Sing-Off is basically just the TV version of 
the Harmony Sweepstakes. Oh, okay. And it was completely based on our competition. Wow. Okay. And, uh, you know, the, even the movies came out, uh, the Pitch Perfect movie oh, starring yeah, yeah, An- yeah, yeah. Anna Kendrick and stuff like that. It's all based around that competition absolutely wow. there's uh that the movies are based on the collegiate version ours okay. is more like the uh the u.s open it's uh more national w- level it's uh yeah whether you're a professional or you're a collegiate or even high school we, this year we actually had a high school group win the chicago regional wow um, really amazing yeah and th- in fact the national finals were just this past saturday mm-hmm. um uh the may 19th um, okay. and uh, the high school ensemble polarity just took third place in the nation that wow. was the group that uh, came that i i want to take at least a little credit for uh, helping find them and bring them out here so yeah. uh, you were one of the judges on this no 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 i'm the, as executive producer mm-hmm. i'm not a judge because oh, i can't play any favoritism yeah, but yeah, i yeah. i was the uh, was the master of ceremonies nice i uh, i got to play ryan seacrest oh beautiful which uh which more, is more uh, suitable I, to my uh, i can see the resemblance my talent my talents uh, yeah i've been <laughs> i've been accused of being the ryan seacrest of uh, of naperville that's funny. I, I would like to extend that to being the Ryan Seacrest of Chicago, but that would be no, good. No, Naperville for sure. Let's well, tell everybody what happened at Starbucks the other day. Oh, good then Lord. The real Ryan Seacrest. Oh, so we're okay, sitting buddy. at Starbucks, and it's the first time <laughs> I ever met David. Or actually, no, this is the second time I ever met yeah. you. It's the first time we ever had, had a sit-down yeah, meeting. just the two meeting. of us, right? Yeah, yeah. I think actually my business partner, Tom, was with us. He was? He was even like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting there enjoying our coffee and just having a good old time, and some some uh, local North Central College student comes up and is like, are you David Wilner? <laughs> and we're like, well, me and my partner look at each other like, who is, who is this David guy? Wilner? Who is this guy? She was just like blown away. I can't believe you're here. They start going into, you know, some of the stuff that you guys are working on together. Actually, you, like you mentioned, you you currently hired her, recently hired her, right? Yes. Wow. Yes. So she, it, she was, was hired one to the... say all that. Yeah. It was all part of his plan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, this is why I say you're so well known in the community and I you're a that. leader because yeah. of that experience. I, I saw that firsthand and I was... I was blown away by that kind of enthusiasm to see you. That. You know, that was that was awesome. I have the good fortune of being able to be out in front of a large number of people as a performer, as um, on when on events where I'm either DJing, master of ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like people see me just as. The, hey, here's the guy on the microphone again. Yeah, yeah that guy. Seriously. I, yeah. And and I. I I love that. I, I have a, I have a, a particular skill of being able to just stand in front of thousands of people and, and entertain and talk and make people laugh and have a great time. And yeah. I, I, I want to use that as much as I possibly can to affect the lives of as many people as possible. Awesome. You want to, can I go deep for a second? Oh, hell yeah. You ready? Absolutely. All right. One of the things that I figured out, and we're going to tie this back to the whole pre-med thing. Okay. There are other ways to heal people. Absolutely. Ooh, I like that. And that goes, that ties into your background. It ties into pre-med. So you, they're not too far off. They're not too like far Like you explained. Off. You like that? Absolutely. I Super love deep that. on you right oh, now. Oh man, you hit me in the feels right there. That's <laughs> no, much. that's good though. I mean that, it just shows the, the connection. They're not yeah. too far off. No. They're right there. You know, um, what changing, I, changing, even changing career paths like that. They're not always these huge drastic transitions. You can apply a lot yeah. of the stuff that you've transitioned into um, I immediately. Think, I think the biggest takeaway is that if you are actively involved in your true passion, mm-hmm. you'll know because you'll love every minute of what you're doing. 
Absolutely. I love right. that. Right. I, people are like, oh man, you must work so hard. I'm like, I don't work. Seriously. <laughs> I yeah. have a great time making people have fun or yeah. playing music for people and entertaining a crowd and, yeah. and, uh, you know, or, you know, DJing music at a wedding or being a master of ceremonies at a charity fundraiser or, you know, go down the line of all the wonderful types of events that I'm a part of. I, I'm, you know, a producer of a show at, uh, at, at a theater where 700 people can can experience new music that they've never seen before and give yeah. artists an opportunity to perform in places where they've never been before. Like, these, these are... These are joyful, joyful moments Absolutely. That, that I I am very, very blessed that I get to be a part of. And my plan is like, I'm not even close to done. Like I'm yeah. just getting started Absolutely. finding all the ways that I can use my unique synergy of talents to to spread that love and that joy to as many people as I can. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think that that's what that pretty much ties up what entrepreneurship is all about. Yes. Is that is finding what you love, you know, not just conforming and saying, I'm just going to do this because my parents want me to do it or this is just the right thing to do. No, really finding what you love to do yeah. and figuring out a way that you can make a living off of it and yeah. actually survive and thrive and yeah. It's like you said, spread that message, spread whatever it is that you're trying to spread to as many people as you possibly can. I hope I can, uh, I can, if nothing else, be a uh, kind of the, the beacon of it is possible. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And I think that's exactly what this episode will do. It'll inspire people that's great. to get out there that's, and do. That is my goal more than anything else. If, if my story can serve as an inspiration to one person, then we've done a good thing today. Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to finish off the episode by putting you on the spot majorly, by asking you to give your final thoughts uh, to the entrepreneurs listening, but in your best vocal singing voice, <laughs> if you will. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, so uh, my, we actually didn't even talk about this, mm -hmm. um, but so after I spent my six years in uh, Blind Man's Bluff, mm -hmm. National tour, five albums, killing it, doing great work, burnt out, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I decided that I was going to record a solo album. Okay. And the oh, yeah, solo yeah. album came out in 2002. So okay. we're talking a long time ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the songs, and it's all my original music, mm -hmm. and one of the songs that I wrote back then still serves to this day as a cornerstone of my belief about everything. Uh, the name of the song is called Never Too Late. Okay. Um, that's actually it. the title of the album, oh, Never okay. Too Late. And uh, the, the the chorus basically says it all. And it's, It's never too late to start it over again. Ooh, that was spicy, man. I love that. I love it. Never too late to start it over again. Hey, that's the story of entrepreneurship, right? Absolutely. There. You know, but we, I, I know some people who have been in corporate America for 25 years and they decided to just t t take the leap of faith. And I think it's those lyrics that you just sang that are going to inspire people to do that same thing. So, yeah. Thank you so much again, David, for it's coming pleasure. on the show. Thank you for singing for me. Ah, I'm so you gotta, excited you about that. You got a little taste, huh? Yes, yes. Right, I'll charge you. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys are paying for this. No, I'm just kidding. Well, so thanks glad to again. Be here with you. I really 
really appreciate you coming on, man. I, I great conversation. It was a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you for all the insight. I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs and other business people are going to get a lot out of it. So you can find David on his website. It's very simple, www.davidwilner.com. He's also on Facebook, so please check him out on Facebook. He's got a lot of information on there as far as what he's doing in in the music world, some of his performances, um, even his services, obviously. Um, You can also find him on Instagram as well. Are you on Instagram? David Wilner Music. Beautiful. Well, find him at at David Wilner Music on Instagram as well. Follow him. Check him out. Again, thank you so much for being on with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for everyone listening. This is the Young Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Matt Astacio. Until next time.